Hey guys, Joe here with the Modern Heathen Man. Hoping I'm meeting you well. Today I'm coming to you from the studio with a few guests. I have my wife. I have a couple of friends. We'll call them Bob and Linda. Really? So Bob and Linda are visiting. No, I'm only kidding. It's uh, Jackie and Austin visiting me today. So I don't know what we're going to talk about today. We're going to talk about something heathen. I think we're going to talk about midsummer and what midsummer actually means. So we'll delve into that. So grab yourself a horn, grab yourself a cup of mead, grab yourself a cup of cider, grab yourself a cup of water or some coffee and some tea. Come join us as we discuss what Midsummer means to us with some guests today. So when I come back, we'll talk about that and a few other things, guys. I'll see you in a few moments. Hey guys, Joe here from the Modern Heathen Man. How are you guys tonight? I hope I'm meeting you well. Anyway, I wanted to tell you guys, while I'm out traveling, it's not always feasible to carry my whole big altar box with me. So sometimes I like a little something in my pocket. And I found a great place to get that from. That's Odin's Beard Woodworking. Great little place out there. It makes small little pocket altars for you with candles and... Um, gods and everything in them, little sayings and such. Wonderful work that this man does. Carves everything by hand. He has a couple things going on here. He has little pocket altars that I'm talking about for $25. He has small D poles of 5 to 6 inches for $40. 7 to 8 inches for $45. 9 to 10 for $50. And 11 to 12 for $60. He has 26 different deities to choose from and more coming every day. Your choices right now are Odin, Thor, Tyr, Loki, Freyr, Balder, Bragi, Hemdal, Njord, Fenrir, Ullr, Vidar, Hermod, Hel, Freya, Ostri, Skadi, Sif, Er, Frigg, Var, Thrud, Idun, Sigun, Ran, and Njord. That's a lot of different gods to choose from. So he can meet anybody's needs. Tell him what you want. You can go ahead and find him at www.odinsbeardwoodworking.com. He also has a Facebook page, and I know he does some stuff live every once in a while that you can actually watch him carve those things. Anyway, give him a good uh, look-see there and see if he has something that you can use. I guarantee his little pocket ultras will come in handy for you. So anyway, thanks, guys. Have a great night. Bye-bye. Hey guys, we're back. Thanks for listening to the um, promos there. Those people help my uh, podcast run. So if you get a chance to visit them and uh, say hello to them and maybe buy from them. Check them out either way. So what we're going to talk about today is Midsummer. And let's say, where, where does Midsummer come from? And what What is Midsummer? Well, it's the middle of the summer. Um, honestly, it's, a, it's the midpoint of the year. It's where the you have the longest day. And the shortest night, and it signified the oncoming of the beginning of fall or a transition where all your crops should be in the ground and you're midway through harvest. So you're almost to harvest here, and that's what it meant for the ancestors. So they celebrated with a feast. Um, the Christians had the feast of St. John the Baptist. And let's talk a little bit about midsummer. It's hot. It's very hot. Apparently it's hot. 
in midsummer. My car does not have good enough AC for midsummer. <laughs> so modern heathenry apparently involves air conditioning and cars. Uh, yes, yes it does. But my and car is Swedish. My car is Viking. Okay, his car is Norse because it's uh. Not Norse, Swedish. Swedish. Well, it has to be Norse. It's the Swedish and Norse. Yeah, yeah. We we tend at the modern heathen man. We tend to shy away from the word Viking because that'd be like calling all Americans Marines. Listen here, it can be both. It can't be both. It is valid. If you go, if you go a Viking, (laughs) that means you're going to attack some place. So if Americans' attacking force went some place, which is usually the Marines, the Army, the Air Force, the Navy, that would be like calling all Americans GIs. Yes. So I have no gastrointestinal problems. I'm good. <laughs> so in all honesty. But let's get back to the actual topic of midsummer and celebrating midsummer. So we like to have a bloat here and get together and just hang out and feast and really celebrate the midsummer because it is the summer, especially in America where we have a few holidays in the summer. There's only four that I know of, so I could celebrate this one as well, giving us something else to do in the summer, a chance to have a cookout, some beers with some friends, or some meat with some friends, and just get together and have a good time. For the ancestors, though, it was a definite turning point from them, for them. They had all their crops in the ground. They understood that this was the center time for their crops, that this, if their crops were not doing good by now, they would not have food the last time through the winter. So when they did celebrate, they celebrated the idea that they had this food available and that their outcome for the year looked good to them, not very bleak. Um, I can't imagine as an ancestor worrying about whether or not I had enough food to store for the winter. We live in a society today as modern heathens where we're able to go to the grocery store and pick up different fruits and vegetables any time of the year. I mean, I could pick up corn in the middle of January and make corn cob if I wanted to. But, you know, our ancestors weren't able to do that. They also weren't able to feed their flocks and feed their um, sheep and cattle and everything if they didn't have the food to do so or the storehouse or the storage to do so. So for them, this was a major turning point um, in their time. This is why we celebrate this time. This is why we honor them for their sacrifice and their knowledge of tilling the land and growing things and surviving and showing us perseverance and survival as ancestors. You guys have anything to add to that? No, no. I have a really quiet panel, so uh, I don't know what they're thinking over there. So I don't know. Um, so I'd like to hear about you guys, how you guys celebrate your midsummer. If there's anything special you do, um, I today made um, some smoked chicken. I made some cakes just to celebrate. We also use it as a birthday party for anybody who's had a birthday from January to um, June, and we celebrate that as well. So we just get together. Tomorrow, so we celebrated with that a little bit too. Nobody said happy Father's Day. Really? No, not not all day, other than one person. But anyway, we celebrate the Father's as well. (laughs) We celebrate the Father's as well. So tomorrow, (laughs) I'll I'll be talking about Father's Day, and then maybe my wife will actually chime in on something instead of just reminding me of something else. Anyway, so. 
let's talk about how we actually celebrate midsummer. There's quite a few different things you can do. You can um, get together and have a bloat. Um, if you want to focus on your bloat, focus on the ancestors and how they um, would understand what this time of the year is. Um, or you can celebrate Idun. I mean, I like to celebrate her as the person who creates the apples for the God to keep them young. Like right now, she'd be looking at her fields, tending her orchard, knowing what she's going to have, looking at the buds that have now um, turned the flowers and into the beginning of the fruits to make apples, getting them all ready, taking account of what she may have or the harvest she's getting ready to have. So, you know, we can celebrate her and honor her in that. And we can honor, you know, our ancestors specifically. Uh, if you have one or two or a specific ancestor that's a farmer, you can go ahead and honor them directly. So midsummer is a really good time. Like I said, it's a good excuse to go ahead and have a good time together with your friends or heathen friends or not heathen friends. Invite them over. Talk about midsummer. Talk about, you know, storage. As modern heathens, we always think about, you know, food storage as one thing, but, you know, storage in the bank, storage of keeping money available for you for the cold times, making sure we have things to take us into the future, making sure we have prepared for the darkness coming and the winter coming and the bad times coming. So as modern heathens, we can change this over a little bit. One of the other things we can do as modern heathens is begin to tell our children about, you know, the storms of life that come, you know, our, our ancestors didn't hold back with their children on, we got to make sure that these fields are good and these are good and that's good because if not, we won't eat. We can lose somebody in our family because they would actually starve over the winter. So we can teach our children about, bad things that befall us and things that bring us down throughout the year and use that as a catalyst for our bloats, our home bloats, or our bloats together to teach our children about the ancestors who persevered through the time that they were looking to put things in the field and looking to put things on the table. So with that all said, I'm going to give you guys a break here for a second from hearing me talk and I'm going to grab me something to drink and I will see you in a few moments. Hey guys, this is Joe at Modern Heathen Man. How are you all today? Hoping you're having a good and uh, great day. Anyway, I wanted to tell you guys about this YouTube channel that I found called Midgard Musings. It's by a man named Jesse and it is incredible. He has new videos uploaded on the channel every Sunday night and he has a live Facebook stream every Sunday at 7pm um, Central Standard Time. Midgard Musings' goal is to help build heathen communities around the world with educational content and laid-back fun manner. He values the historical aspect of this path and uses it to help us grow and develop as heathens in modern times. So if you've been a heathen for a while or just brand new to it, definitely check it out. It's something worthwhile. If you'd like to support Midgard Musings by subscribing to youtube.com forward slash Midgard Musings, following on Facebook and purchasing merchandise from the Teespring and Redbubble stores. Redbubble, say that three times. All of which can be found on the YouTube channel video description. Midgard Musing also offers handmade driftwood rune sets for sale, and the purchase of these items help support the channel. Just to touch base on that a little bit, I actually own one of those rune sets. They are incredibly nice, good feel, wonderful stuff, good power within them. 
I'm telling you, worthwhile checking out. So please head on over to Midgard Musings. Like and subscribe to the channel and follow on Facebook and on YouTube at facebook.com slash Midgard Musings and youtube.com slash Midgard Musings. M-I-D-G-A-R-D-M-U-S-I-N-G-S will find you that Midgard Musings. Thanks, guys, and have a great day. Hey guys, I'm back. Thanks for listening. I apologize about the delay. I needed something to drink there. So, and I actually didn't get anything. I talked to my panel about talking. I told them that talking actually helps podcasts in all honesty. So, we're talking about midsummer. We're talking about ancestors. And I don't have any specific ancestors that I want to tout right now. But I don't know. Kelly, do you have an ancestor you'd like to tout right now that was a farmer? That would have either been celebrating or downfalling this this time of year. No. So my wife does have ancestors, but she doesn't remember them. We have this great old book um, in our library out there of an ancestor of hers that used to own a farm. And within this book, it has all the accounts of when he sold pigs to people, when he sold fruits to people, oh, yeah, he sold I vegetables. I got it now. Don't worry. When he sold vegetables to people. How much he charged for them, and when they paid him back, and it's really cool to read these accounts. Um, it really lets us into what was going in that time frame. I think it was was it 1780 or 1880. Something like that, but half of it's in German. I think that's why yeah. I can't read it. Yeah, so half it's in German, she can't read. But either way, it's really cool. It's really <laughs> neat to look at, and it's really nice to watch. The, he also kept a record of the weather. He kept a record of. Um, different things he put together, different recipes that he made at home for like cures for like a cough and a cold and a fever and things of that nature. To me, one of the greatest things that he has there, he has like a spoonful of pole cat oil. And I'm like, what in the world do you get a spoon of pole cat oil for? And it was apparently for a sore throat. So it was crazy. So we can look at the little kick line ledger. You know, it was the Crestman. The old Crestman ledger. Now yeah. she wants to chime in, see? Yeah. The old Crestman <laughs> ledger and read about all these old things. It's really a cool little book that we keep there for our kids, obviously. Um, so they can go to it and look it up and see what it was like back then. That a pig only cost like a dollar twenty-five for the whole pig. And you could pay it off in increments of like 35 cents at a time. <laughs> it's really cool. So <laughs> it's really wild. But anyway, no, we'll, the kick line side is the I'll one that has the, uh, the, the Pennsylvania hex. Pennsylvania okay. hex magic. Right. And he was an indentured servant of one of my great grandfathers or something like okay. that. So that, that's her. I can imagine him at this point in his time there in Bucks County. He's starting to look over his fields, look over his flocks, and Decide what we're going to be slaughtered and which we're not going to be slaughtered so that he made sure he had enough in the smokehouse and in the storage for the winter to come. So we think about him and we think about some other ancestors that were around him. There were other people's ancestors that had the same thing, but luckily he had extra that he was able to sell it to those people so that they can make it through the winter. So that's Kelly's ancestor. Who's next? Who would like to talk about their ancestor next? Sure. So Jackie's going to talk about her ancestor and Taylor about this, and it's pretty cool, actually. Um, I honestly don't remember his name. I don't think my mom ever told me, but he was a farmer and a slave owner. Um, 
as most were back in those times. That's terrible. It is terrible. Okay. But um, it was life. But he farmed, he worked alongside his um, slaves um, until he got one of the women pregnant. Um, and when she had the child, he left his entire plantation, uh, crops and everything to her and the child. Um, and it, it was passed down through many generations until it's just, I don't know, even if it still stands or if it's just completely gone now. Cool. But So, I mean, it's a little different um, being in the South, especially with Midsummer, because for us, midsummer means the beginning of true heat. <laughs> so if we haven't had heat all year after this week, it's going to be really hot, especially July, August, and September for us. So not only do we have to worry about in modern heathens, um, especially those, I'm talking 1870s, or 1870s to 1900s, where they had to begin to worry about watering their crops and keeping their crops good, but even as far back as 1700s, when they had to worry about the heat, not only the cold. So, and when I say the cold, I mean, I live in Alabama, and it gets kind of cold here in the winter, and some crops don't grow, but some do. Um, but other than that, their main crops back then were like cotton and things of that nature, which only grew a certain time of year, and they had to worry to make sure that they'd be able to have their harvest up for the time. Out where I used to live, that's all they grow is cotton. Yeah. They still do. We have this great monument here in <laughs> Enterprise, Alabama to a bull weevil, which is a small little bug. And the reason that is because it used to grow a bunch of cotton here. The bull weevil came and decimated the cotton crop, so they had to figure something else out. And they began to plant peanuts, and now it's like the savior was the peanuts that made all the money. But if it wasn't for the bull weevil, they would have never went to peanuts. So they honored the bull weevil with a great statue in the center of town and a fountain and paintings and everything else. It's a big monument actually called the Bull Weevil Monument. And it's one person we know calls it the Big Bug Goddess. So yeah, the Big Bug funny. Goddess. But it's pretty cool. It's right in the middle of the, of the city there, and you literally have to go around like a little traffic circle with a bunch of people taking pictures of it all the time. So it's pretty cool. What right. do you do when you go past it? I yell, Hail the Bull Weevil! Every time I go past it, I yell, Hail the Great Bull Weevil! As I go by. But anyway, <laughs> enough of that. <laughs> Austin, you have anybody you'd like to talk about? Uh, actually, my my grandfather. Cool. Uh, back before he donated his farm to the Navy uh, for them to build housing there, uh, that was the, the main way that he actually supported the family, uh, did everything, was the, the farm out in Louisiana. And Louisiana has an extremely extremely bad climate over the summer. Uh, yes. So, uh, keeping everything, uh, well, growing up until you could actually harvest it in the fall uh, was actually a pretty big challenge for the family. Uh, it turned to the point that he just gave up on it and just started uh, just started ranching cows. Just turned it all into a cow pasture. So when he's going to see the, the heat, scorching heat of the uh, summer or the Nasty wind and rain of the hurricanes that come, right? Oh yeah. So either way, you have to figure out how to get through those. So our, you know, our ancestors had to go through quite a few different things and learn little tricks and, and things here and there to keep their crops well. But that's what we celebrate. 
that's what Midsummer means to us, and that's what we're honoring. Uh, we have to honor their their legacy, their memory, their ability to persevere through the, the bad times and keep keep going. You know, otherwise we wouldn't be here if they didn't keep going. Um, this would all be moot because we'd not be here at all. So we have to thank them. We have to honor them. We have to tell their stories, bring them to life for our children so that our children can honor them. Who knows, 100 years from now, they'll be talking about how we persevered through slow internet or something of that nature, which has nothing to do with reality, but you never know. Um, but if we keep those stories going, they'll be talking about the farmers in our, in our ancestors and in our ancestral line for many, many years to come. Um, we just keep honoring them and showing reverence to them and the things that they went through and the problems that they had and the way that they overcame them. And if we keep having things like Midsummer, we'll keep that knowledge alive, that ability alive, and that honor alive. So if we keep doing that, we'll keep enjoying Midsummer. We come back and talk about what I'm going to talk about tomorrow. I'll thank my panel for being here and talking a little bit today. They're a little shy, and I apologize. They're not used to doing this. So. Um, they'll, they'll loosen up eventually and be able to talk a lot more. But when I come back, we'll talk about all that and uh, talk about what I got coming up this week. So I look forward to it. Um, I'm going to put a nice little promo here for somebody I really like. So give me a moment, guys. Hey guys, Joe here from Modern Heathen Man. I wanted to tell you about this great new place that I found. It's a really safe place for heathens of all walks. Um, it's called the International Satru Foundation. They have their own social network platform called the Roots of Yggdrasil. And the International Satru Foundation is an organization that is dedicated to the preservation, growth, and advancement of Germanic paganism. They build networks, share knowledge, and gather in pursuit of common goals. As an organization, they operate at the kindred level and encourage you to explore and ask questions throughout that time frame. Their vision is easy. It's heathens from every walk of life working together for a common goal. The reveal and continued practice of Germanic paganism for everyone worldwide. The things that they're doing are really exciting. They strive to help you understand heathenry better and the different paths of heathenry and Germanic paganism. They educate the public about the faith they gather to share knowledge, build reputable resources for learning, and work towards common goals set by the community itself. They're working on starting a whole school program to make very good educated Gothi, and working on a program specifically for our warriors. Everyone is free to walk their paths as he or she wills, but I'm telling you, this is the greatest place to go. It's a safe haven for heathens. If you're tired of all that Facebook banter and getting banned and going to Facebook jail all the time, they have their own social media network where you're safe to talk about heathenry all day long with other heathens. They're really specific on who they let in there, and it's only heathens talking with heathens. That's all there is to it. So go ahead and check it out. Their address is asatru.org with the real spelling with the hashtags above the A and the U. So make sure to go ahead and check them out, and uh, hopefully we'll see you join there, the International Satru Foundation. Thanks, guys. Hey guys, thanks for listening, and I'm back. I want to apologize for the delay there. Anyway, we're talking about Midsummer. We talked a little about how we celebrate Midsummer and the things we do for Midsummer. Uh, 
So this week I'm going to be talking a little bit about um, children and heathenry, about my kids and the things that my kids ask and want to know, and how we, uh, as modern heathens, teach our children to be heathens in a world that's full of Christianity and other things that try to pull them away from that, our family traditions and such. Um, do we let them go? Do we make them stay? What are we going to do as modern heathens? So we'll delve into that a little bit this week. Um, I'm going to play some Children of Odin, obviously, on Tuesday, um, part three of that, so you guys will get to hear that. Um, and I'm going to delve into that this week, a little bit about family, home bloats, um, children, and including them in our services, and where they fit in our kindreds. So join me for that this week um, when we talk about that. I'm going to ask my panel, Kelly, Austin, and Jackie, if they have anything to add before we go tonight. No, but thank you for having me on. Thank you for being on. Next panel is going to be a few people coming up. Maybe tomorrow I'll do another panel with these guys. Maybe they'll be a little more apt to talk. It's been a long day for us with the planning and driving and some other stuff, so it could just be that we're tired and not want to do stuff. But tomorrow we'll get together and talk about some other stuff about heathenry. Maybe we'll just talk about how we came to heathenry, what brought us here, why we're here, and where we want to go with it. So um, I look forward to talking to you guys. Thanks for listening. Thanks for supporting me. Um, share my podcast if you can, and have a great evening. Mm-hmm.